Good morning, church family. It is always a pleasure to uh, stand in uh, uh, in the shoes of Pastor Karabo and share from the Word of God. It's a, a real a privilege, and uh, I thank God for, for such a, an opportunity. I trust you are all right, and the Lord is blessing you. And this morning, we will learn from the book of uh, Psalms, uh, chapter uh, 30, we'll read chapter 30, and from there we will take uh, the few lessons that uh, the Lord has provided for us. Uh, before we, we read from the scriptures, let us commit this opportunity uh, into the Lord's hands. Our mighty and heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your word is not bound. Your word is truth. Your word is able to penetrate right inside us and your word is there Father to guide us and lead us your word we have hidden in our hearts that we may not sin against you please Lord enlighten us, open our eyes that we might be able to behold wondrous things out of your law for we have prayed in Jesus name our Lord Amen I want to talk um, about an attitude uh, of thankfulness an attitude of thankfulness so uh, if you had to forget everything that I will talk about, that we we'll preach about today, just remember that we were talking about a, an attitude of thankfulness, an attitude of thankfulness. Uh, to guide us, we will read from the book of Psalms chapter 30. Let's take it together. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. Sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. O oh Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm, but when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I call. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What gain is there in my destruction, in my going down into the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me, O Lord. Be my help. You tend my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothe me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O oh Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. That's the uh, Psalms chapter 30. It is my prayer that the Lord might help us. I know there's a lot of scriptures, verses there, but in this short time that I have, I want to pray that the Lord might help you understand it a bit so that you can understand the attitude 
of thankfulness that we are going to focus on today. The Christian attitude must be one characterized by thankfulness. We have been recipients of God's love through our Lord Jesus Christ. John, 1 John chapter 3 says, uh, talks to us about, behold, how great the love the Lord has shown to us. We must, in turn, be very thankful for what God has done to us. We must ascribe to the Lord the glory and the strength that is due his name. In fact, Psalms chapter 29, the one that is before, is also calling us to ascribe greatness, glory, and honor to our God. He is worthy and he is true of, uh, 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 of this. We are to worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Psalms 97, our call to worship, they are all calling us to ascribe greatness, to come back to our Lord with thanksgiving, to be a people who are always thankful. Now, Psalms chapter 30. If you read in your Bible, if your Bible is like mine, it will tell you the purpose of that uh, psalm. That psalm was written by King David for a particular purpose. It was supposed to be presented at the dedication of the temple or the palace. This thing, you can see that uh, uh, David uh, had seen it and he penned and he sang the song. By the way, psalms are songs. So David had sat down and penned this great song uh, of his and he intended it to be sung during the dedication of the, of the temple. But in it, something to me looks a bit strange. Because in this psalm, if you see it carefully, he is praising the Lord when he has gone through a life-threatening crisis. David is going through a life-threatening crisis. You will see from the tone of the way he writes in this psalm. He had come to that point, perhaps, that he would possibly lose his life. And he pens this wonderful psalm. What I want you to pay attention to is the attitude that he exhibits in this psalm. It is an attitude of thankfulness. And how does he start it? He starts it by saying, I will exalt you, O Lord. And how does he end it? He ended it, verse, the last verse, O Lord, I will give you thanks forever. That is what I want you to see from the psalmist here. He ends this script, his song, the way he starts it. I will exalt you, O Lord, and I will give you thanks forever. Why does the psalmist come to this conclusion? I want you to see that in the last part of that scripture that I've read, that I will give thanks forever. He is giving an affirmation to the Lord that I will not be silent. I will not be silent. I will give you thanks forever. I will exalt you. 
the reason why David takes this kind of a stance, I will briefly uh, uh, sectionalize this, chap this chapter into uh, three parts. Number one, know where you, your help comes from. I want you to know where your help comes from. If you know where your help comes from, definitely you have a thankful heart. If you know where your help comes from, you will have a thankful heart. Look at where David's help comes from. Verse 2 of that chapter tells us that, O oh Lord my God, I called to you for help. Verse 8, To you, O oh Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. Verse 10, Hear, O oh Lord, and be merciful to me, O oh Lord. Be my help. David knew where his help comes from. And this is why he could maintain an attitude of thankfulness. He knew where his help comes from. Uh, in facing the difficulties of life, David responded by petition. He trusted in the Lord. He trusted in Jesus' provision. Why am I saying he trusted in the Lord Jesus' provision? In Matthew 22, verse 44, when the Lord asks the people that were there, whose son was uh, 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 the Messiah, the Christ. And they responded that uh, he, indeed he was David's son. And then Christ asked them, why then does uh, David say, the Lord said to my Lord? In other words, here I want you to see that David the king, he trusted in God, he trusted in the Lord, in a way, he trusted in the Lord's salvation. He knew where his salvation came from. So David never trusted in his own self. When he wanted to trust in his own self, you can even see, when I felt secure, I said, I'll never be shaken. Oh Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. I'm reading verse 6 and verse 7. When he trusted tried, he was shaken and trusted in himself. It was futile. So he corrects himself there. And when he trusted in himself, it was like the Lord had hidden his face from him. David trusted in the Lord. He knew where his help came from. And he knew where to direct his problems. This hero of our faith, this David, the king, the singer, excellence, the prophet, he knew where to direct his problems. He was mocked by Goliath. Remember when he was a young boy, full of faith, he was mocked by Goliath. And, uh, and uh, Goliath says, you come, who is this young boy who is coming to me with a stick? He mocked him. Who is this young boy who is coming to me with a stick? And how does uh, David respond. David says, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. He knew where his help comes from. That's why he could maintain an attitude of thankfulness. He knew the source of his strength. You come against me with your sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. 
I can't stand here to see you uh, uh, run down my Lord. That's why David could make that historic uh, fight against him. He knew that it, the battle was the Lord's. It was the Lord who was fighting for him. King Saul, moved by jealousy, he became an, an enemy of David. He established himself as an enemy of David. He was so jealous of the way the Lord was working in the life of David. And he became a, 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 an enemy of him. And he made several attempts to plot his death. That's why David is qualified to teach us the attitude that we must follow. He went through what many of us have not suffered. Imagine you have been playing a good song for your king. And the king, he, when you come and you play the good song, he starts feeling well. Then the next thing, that, that king is throwing a javelin, a spear at you, trying to kill you. And the next time, that same king, he mobilizes people and says, how can I get at this young man? And he says to him, I want you to go and kill 200 Philistines and bring their foreskins. He knew very well that it was an arduous task. In so doing, he would probably lose his life. But David, being led by the Spirit of the Lord, he goes and he does and accomplishes that task very well. So you can see that uh, at one point in time, David saw, decides to hunt him, to follow and run after him, mobilizes armies, an army to go and attack him. And then he's hungry and he gets to one of the priests there in the land of Nob. And when he gets there, he asks for bread and he's given bread that had been uh, bread for 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 uh, for the sacrifice, for, for, for the worship. When he's given that bread, somebody there knows and notices that David had been there, and he goes and he reports to Saul. And Saul comes, and he follows the, the priests, and he says to me, why did you hide David? And 85 of those priests are killed. You can see that David, at one point in time, he was in such a terrible position that he could almost lose his life. Eighty-five people had to die for him to be uh, saved, to be alive. In all this, I'm trying to drive you to the fact that David knew where his help comes from. And now, it was not of his own strength that he would survive. It was because the Lord took care of him. The Lord took care of him. So, for you to maintain an attitude of thankfulness, you need to know where your help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord. David, in the scriptures, several times, he leads us to see that his help comes from the Lord. Isn't it that scripture says to us, cast all your burden, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. This is what First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your cares cast all your anxieties. David cast all his anxieties on the Lord. And indeed, the Lord took care of him. The second thing I want you to understand, after learning where your help comes from, I want you to understand that he's a God who responds. 
is a God who takes care of us, as he did in the life of David, so he can do even in your life. And when the Lord has shown his response and his, uh, and his goodness to us and his faithfulness to us, our part is to give the glory back to him. Give the glory back to the Lord. The Lord is worthy of his glory. It's not us, but it's him. This is what we learn from David. I want you to see from the scriptures there as we go. David says, I will exalt you, O Lord. Why? For you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. You see, he has got a reason to ascribe this greatness, to ascribe this kind of deliverance. He ascribes this to the Lord. You are the one who lifted me from the depths. You are the one who made me to for my enemies not to, 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 to glory and to, 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 to hit their chest that we have done it. It is you, Lord, who has managed to rescue me. Look at verse 3. Oh, Lord, you brought me up from the grave. The situation that David was in, he compared it to be, it was, it was like he was buried down there. You spared me from going down into the pit. Verse 11, you turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. So David ascribes this to the Lord's doing. It wasn't his. It was the Lord's work in his life. The psalmist celebrates God's delivery during the painful times. The, the kind of situation he had gone to can be equated to death. I've shown you that David was more like a dead person because of the situation that he went through. I've described the situation he went through of the war type. But in this psalm, you can see that perhaps he could have been very sick. He was in a warrior and he could have perhaps pains coming from the uh, from, 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 from war. We never know. But what we know that is he was in a grave situation. And in this situation that he was, the Lord rescued him from it. And as he reflects now, he sees that this was the work of the Lord. It wasn't his. And therefore, he is giving the glory back to where it is due. The glory belongs to the Lord. Ascribe to the Lord. Almighty One, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. This is David teaching us that an attitude of thankfulness we have to get back the glory to where it is due. It wasn't because of his military uh, ability that he, his life was saved. Remember, at one point in the cave so is very close to him there. And what does David do? He cuts the slight part of the uh, Saul's garment, remember? And when Dave, uh, Saul has come out of the cave, David then comes out and he says, oh, my king, 
he even fell down and said, look what I've done. He was tormented for having done that to the Lord's anointed. He said, why, why did I even do touch the Lord's anointed? And then he said, you see, the Lord gave you into my hands. I could have taken your life. Isn't it? And the others were saying, just finish or finish him off. But then he says, no, 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 I cannot do this, the Lord's anointed. In other words, he knew that uh, for him to be where he was, it was God's grace in his life. God's grace in his life. And that's why he could maintain an attitude of thankfulness. It, he knew that it wasn't him, but it was God working in his life. So he gave the glory back to the Lord. And even so, at that time, he repents of himself. Says, oh, this young man is quite righteous. Yeah. At one point in time, he's not. He saw because there is a man who knew that for him to be what he was, it was God's doing. David, at a time of reflection, he took stock of his life. And when he took stock of his life, he could see that it was not his own. He describes that dire situation of him as being dead, but the Lord brought him up again. The Lord had mercy on him, and he could see that this is the work of the Lord. In Psalms 40, verse 5, Many, O Lord, my God, are the wonders you have done. If I were to mention them all, I cannot uh, 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 mention, uh, finish them all. The good things that God uh, was doing, he could see this is the work of the Lord. That's why he could take uh, this position of thankfulness. Something that he does, the third thing that he does, he shares the joy, this joy with others. He is inviting others to share the joy that he has when God has done something good in you. Sometimes, in fact, we have to give the glory where it is true. David invites others to share with him his joy. His experience is such that he is overwhelmed and challenges others to come and see the beauty of waiting on the Lord. Look at chapter verse 4. Sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. You may be going through discipline of the Lord, maybe for a moment. But one good thing that we know is his favor lasts a lifetime. And one very wonderful scripture to all who may below at this moment in time, David paints it here. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Amen. This is a wonderful scripture that most of us uh, must remember that you may be going through a dark time, but when you know where your help comes from, joy comes in the morning. You may be going through uh, problems in your life. I may not finish them all. I may not know them. But one good thing, it could be marital issues that you may be going through. It could be financial issues, relationship issues, ministry issues. I can't name them. Yeah. Or, but one thing we know is if you commit our lives into the Lord whom we have trusted, joy will always come in the morning. There is something to hope for. Christians are people of hope. We rejoice in that we know whom we have trusted. Some may trust in chariots, 
Some may trust in horses, but we will trust in the Lord our God. These are scriptures that I'm quoting that David, the psalmist, David, the poet, David, the anointed prophet, David, the king, has given us. He sat down and he had reflection on his life. In other words, God is calling us also to sit down and reflect and see how good the Lord is to us. God calls us to live a life of thankfulness. We are to be thankful to what God has done. We, in this dispensation, in this age, we are more, we have more to celebrate for what God has done for us. To give us this opportunity to come and sit there and listen to the word as it is spoken is to be celebrated because many do not get this kind of opportunity. We read, we hear when we do the missionary focuses here. We see some people who cannot congregate, who cannot come together. But in this dispensation, in this age of ours, we have the time to worship and to, to, to we are to be more thankful for what God has done for us. In fact, scripture tells us very well. First Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verse uh, 17, give thanks in all circumstances. David gave thanks in all those circumstances. I have given you an example that when it comes to a person who was persecuted, he went through more persecution than any of us could. Imagine after winning the war, and then the next thing your, your father-in-law, who is supposed to be your father-in-law, starts persecuting you for the glorious thing that you have done for the nation. He went through such kind of uh, deep persecution. But in that, he still remained thankful to the Lord. One of the nice scriptures that I'm calling you to read when you're at home, it's a, more like a song. It has got 26 verses. It sums 136. And all you can do there is to agree, just saying his love endures forever. Someone can read that scripture to you. Your response 26 times, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for his good. You just respond, his love endures forever. 26 times, you know. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks with a grateful heart. It's David calling us to give thanks, to have an attitude of thankfulness. And our Lord teaches us to be thankful. I want you to see as I conclude. Our Lord gave thanks when there was no food. And look what happened. 5,000 were fed. Our Lord gave thanks when there was no food. What happened? 4,000 were fed. Our Lord gave thanks when there was food. And what happened? Enlightenment became. Those guys were enlightened when the disciples who were going to Amos, when they sat down to enjoy the food, when the Lord prayed, enlightenment came to them. When our Lord gave thanks when there was food, the legacy continues even to this day. I'm saying when the Lord gave thanks, breaking the food at the table, 
today we celebrate the table. I'm saying, when you give thanks to the Lord, the Lord loves his people when they ascribe greatness, when they ascribe glory back to him. Let us learn to be thankful always and not to be silent. David says, I will not be silent about this. I will sing about it. I will praise you. I will not be silent. That is the scripture that we ends with in this chapter 30. I must read it. That my heart may sing to you and not be silent. Oh Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Let us not be silent over what God has done to us. Let us talk about it. Let us invite more people to come to meet the Lord as their Savior. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word, its truth. Thank you for the exemplary behavior of uh, King David, that he would not be silent. He would talk about how you worked in his life. Thank you, God, for your word, its truth. Your word is powerful. You help us to maintain an attitude of thankfulness, thanking you for what you did for us. For we have prayed in Jesus' name, our Lord. Amen.